we have to do it. We have to uh, educate ourselves, educate the staff uh, on the farms to work with the data, to understand how the production is going. Uh, not only from the traditional point of view where people discuss and uh, uh, cooperate through talking to each other, but uh, through some other tools and means of uh, information distribution. It's time for a new era of communication in the swine industry. One that you can get the latest updates while commuting or driving to farms. Here you will have the brightest minds of the global swine industry in your pocket. Swinet Podcast is only possible with the support of forward-looking and innovative companies like MS Gold, the best hygiene products in livestock farming. Swine management to the next level. Cloudfarms.com. Ivonic. We are sciencing the global food challenge. Healthy Farms by Bioverse, your manure management experts. Curious to discover if you can manage your animal data and teams work with the touch of a finger? Some of the best and largest pig farm holdings worldwide use Cloud Farms to collect and analyze data like never before. How? With the most advanced mobile app to collect data accurately and super fast. For breeding, farrowing, weaning, and finishing. Also, this is the easiest way to assign tasks to your team and motivate to work more efficiently. You instantly understand what gets done on time and what doesn't. So yes, you can manage your animal data with the touch of a finger. Hello everyone, I'm Laura Greiner, your host for today's Swinet podcast. And with me today, I have Bogdan Zemoylenko from Cloud Farms. Hello, how are you today, Bogdan? Hello, Laura, good, good, how are you? I'm doing well. Well, thank you for being on today. Um, before we start our uh, podcast, I would like for you to spend just a moment introducing yourself to our audience so they're a little bit more familiar with you. Right. Yes. Uh, so I've been working in Cloud Farms for two and a half years now. And in Cloud Farms, I'm working with sales and also with technical support. So in sales, I help uh, in Denmark, where I live and work and where we have a lot of clients. Also, I help in uh, some countries in Europe and uh, also in Asia. So I'm specifically responsible, for example, for Vietnamese market. So this is my sales part of my work. And then uh, in technical support, I help uh, our clients and uh, our new clients also with onboarding, education, anything uh, has to do with uh, our product, how it functions. I help with that as well. Perfect. Yes, and maybe a few words of uh, what I did before. I was uh, working uh, in the Premix company, as we call it in Denmark. It's uh, a producer of mineral and vitamin and additives mix. So I was an, a nutritionist and I worked in the export department of that company. So we were also uh, shipping uh, Premixes uh, all over the world. Uh, the, uh, among uh, other countries, countries of uh, Eastern Europe, uh, where I'm from. Uh, so I've been working there as a nutritionist and as a feed consultant. Um, before that, I studied also in Denmark. I studied uh, agro-environmental management. Uh, 
I was uh, interested in uh, connection between agriculture and environmental regulations. Uh, it was a very interesting field because uh, in Denmark, uh, the regulations are quite tough, but they're also quite advanced and uh, they are looking into what actually producers uh, they need, how can they survive uh, with, the, uh, the, uh, with their production. Uh, uh, among those regulations and uh, how the society can benefit having uh, this much of production in such a small country. So that was very interesting and uh, I studied there. I didn't work with that uh, area that much, uh, but I still try to be connected to pigs because before before the education, I uh, worked on a farm in Denmark in different areas. Uh, in the gestation area, but uh, uh, I was also very good uh, in the farrowing stable. So I was responsible uh, for farrowing a unit uh, in quite a big, uh, by Danish standards, farm. Yeah. So I was working there for five years. So you've had quite a, a range of experiences over time, uh, particularly in the swine industry. And I think our conversation today actually will be very interesting then based on some of those experiences and the topic we were going to talk about. Um, our focus today is really on technology and how we implement that into the barns. And with some of your experiences, both uh, working on a farm and then also doing the nutrition aspect and working with producers that way, I'm sure you've seen a variety of, of challenges, if you will, with technology. And so what I think I would like to start with here is mainly just a conversation around some of that technology and how we implement. And so um, maybe let's start with some of the challenges that you see or you have seen when you're trying to encourage people to use some of our data management technology, some of our uh, technology that requires internet or you know some type of data management. And so I'm going to turn that over to you and let you talk a little bit about what some of those challenges have been or that you've seen. Right. Uh, what, well, there are quite few, but um, maybe we'll concentrate on uh, something like uh, implementation and how fast it is and uh, why people hesitate. Uh, of course, it's my job uh, to persuade them uh, to use the technology and uh, uh, try to get as much as possible from it. But uh, the, this part, this hesitation part, uh, it's very interesting for me. It's, uh, the, um, it's coming maybe from the, the conservatism of, uh, of the working environment. Uh, it's coming from a different generation where people didn't have uh, those tools and they're quite new for, for them. So they got used to different type of knowledge distribution. They like to talk to each other. They like to discuss the production results uh, and uh, the, how the things are going on the, on the farm. They like to talk more than see it on the screen. But this is one uh, one of the aspects that, uh, that I see. Um, but their life is changing around us. People are changing. Their working habits are also changing. And uh, the industry uh, is not uh, in a great place. We have a lot of challenges uh, around us, uh, financials, uh, from the society point of view, from the uh, uh, labor availability point of view. 
So the technology, in my opinion, will help us a lot. So we don't have to hesitate. We have to implement and educate ourselves, educate the workers on the farm to use it and to get as much as possible, uh, as fast as possible. Because we have the tools, the tools are nice, uh, the products are nice that uh, on the market. I'm not talking about uh, only mine, just the, uh, anything that is uh, available, it is there. Absolutely. One of the conversations we've had a lot recently is this, as you mentioned, the generational differences. And and honestly, it's it's across everything. It's just not in pigs, right? My parents didn't have um, computers. They didn't have those things growing up. We had them. My children have completely different types of computers and cell phones and so forth. And, and as we think about this next generation that's stepping into the workforce, one of the things that we find is getting them excited about working in the swine industry is access to that type of technology. And in being able to kind of play with the cool toys, if you will. Um, but what are some of the things that, that you see in, in relationship to that new generation or that younger generation in the barns? What are, what are they looking for in terms of that technology specifically? Okay, I can say two things. First of all, I will confirm what you're saying because this is exactly what I see uh, when uh, we implement new digital tools uh, in the place where they didn't have any or they had uh, very obsolete ones. People are excited, definitely. I uh, I can say that because uh, uh, they share their excitement, even uh, you know when we we don't uh, ask uh, about that and. Uh, like he, what I have very good experience is uh, working with very different cultures, right? So in some countries, people don't express their excitement and anything they like. They just don't do because it's not very common. In some countries, maybe, maybe where you're from, it's very common to describe uh, if, uh, if they're excited about anything, right? So if I go to the countries somewhere in other parts of the world where people are more of a, um, like, sh- like more shy maybe or something, and if they say that they like this technology, if they say that they are excited, so I understand it as uh, as a valid argument, and uh, I have seen that uh, young people and also old people, they are also excited. Uh, we don't have to uh, underestimate that factor because for them it's uh, it's also nice to go to work and uh, have some good tools. It's like a, a good piece of uh, equipment. Sometimes we we give them when we implement uh, digital tools. So that was uh, yeah. Just to confirm what uh, what you are saying, yeah. And then uh, another part what I want to say. I think it's uh, that it's quite easy compared to what we expect. So the things go very fast for different generations. But what is the difference, uh, uh, the striking difference, and it's sometimes difficult to maybe to grasp and to understand by the older generation, that younger people these days, they have a lot of digital tools around them. And they have information from uh, so many sources and they liked it and they feel comfortable having those sources, having digital tools around. They're very, very comfortable. They know how to operate. 
if you give them uh, for the app, the, the digital platform, they will figure out very fast what they need exactly now, what they will need during their work. Uh, they will they will grasp it very fast. So that's uh, that's what I see also very often. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, they're very familiar with with many different ways of of handling information and data. Yeah, I I can give you example because an example because I worked uh, yeah quite long time ago, twelve years ago on uh, on the farm. Uh, we did have some digital tools, but it was an old program, and only one person had access to that uh, out of five on the farm and could do something. And then, of course, the management they had access to that they could they could uh, bring uh, and uh, get some reports out of it. But uh, the, the other people that worked on the farm, they, they didn't have anything to do with that. Now, when I talk to the same farm, when I talk to the same people, they are more engaged. They know what's going on. The knowledge is distributed much faster. They understand what is going on. They, it's like an environment when, where everyone knows about everything at the same time. And it's, uh, it brings their results. They, uh, they discuss these things. They, uh, they are very aware of uh, trends, uh, uh, the production levels, which are, uh, which are average, which are normal, which are very good. And it's the same place, but uh, the time changed. Uh, people changed. Their habits in uh, using digital tools also changed. <laughs> One of the things we hear a lot is the conversation around information overload and how, especially in production companies, we are probably data heavy, meaning we have lots of data generated, but we don't really have a way to analyze it in a way that's condensed and easy to follow. And um, sometimes when we introduce new technology, there is that hesitation of, ah, it's, it's just one more thing to create data that I don't have time to manage. And and so how do you recommend producers make those decisions as to what technology to implement and what technology maybe they they don't need at the moment? Uh, personally, I prefer and I suggest to, uh, very often uh, for, to our new clients, uh, start slow and start with something simple. So if we, uh, they have... Uh, uh, structure of the farm in our system i prefer them starting very very slow because if anyway uh, no matter how good the technology is we are still dealing with people and people need time in order to adjust and get used to some tools and no matter how good those tools are we need some time to get used to them Uh, like with any other tools also physical tools so it's better to start slow and then I suggest to implement uh, another more complicated thing, another one, another one, and then t- f- f- they are they are there basically. So it works fine, uh, and uh, I suggest the same to any other f- uh, f- producer uh, with any other digital tool. Start slow, then you will uh, build up and uh, make it more complex, and. Uh, I believe in power of people to be creative and uh, figure out these digital tools very fast. And that's what I see. When they need to see 
uh, some dashboards, they will find how they're working and they will build beautiful graphs and tables and distribute among their workers very fast if they need to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a very good point. Start slow, maybe especially for a farm that that is just getting Wi-Fi into their system. You know, it's it's one program or it's one piece and then then build as you as you get comfortable with those things. I think that's a, a great recommendation for our listeners. Um, how about the technology that we have, the data management technology that we talk about with platforms and so forth, but we also have technology that while it's data management, it's more at the barn level. For example, it's a handheld that says, hey, the sow started farrowing and it's been 20 minutes and you need to go check her or there's a checklist for the day for the farm activities and people need to log in and check off what's been done. Um, are there preferences as to where they start in that technology base? Uh, I think here the understanding will uh, will help uh, how good and uh, how useful these technologies are. Because anyway, uh, the people will discuss the same things. They will put them uh, on the paper somewhere, they will uh, they will create uh, work to, uh, for themselves. I'm thinking about uh, my farm, what we are doing. So we are putting it on the, the paper. Uh, this paper was uh, lost somewhere. Uh, uh, <laughs> it was a very unsustainable uh, system, right? And having it somewhere available uh, all the time, I think that uh, would uh, ease uh, things up and uh, uh, made our life uh, much, much easier. Yeah. But the, I saw that people learned that there are always, always uh, some uh, less enthusiastic people, but there are always more enthusiastic people about uh, the technology and digital tools. And uh, uh, for the producers, I, I would suggest just give them possibility to uh, explore, uh, listen to their suggestions to those more active users. Uh, because they are excited, they will find something interesting in any tool. And that, that I've seen also. So they start to create uh, very nice, uh, as the, as we talk about this uh, work, uh, work list. They have good ideas and they create them very fast and uh, they will find out. So, yeah, it's I think it's easy to implement and you'll find people who will uh, help the, the producer. Yeah. So when you meet with a producer and you're talking to them about technology and some of the the options that they have for implementation of that technology, what is the the one or, or two items that a producer really wants to see out of their technology? What is there a specific um, you know, I need to look at annual reports, is there, you know, access through multiple people? What what are Kind of a couple of common things that they want to see out of whatever technology is being introduced into the barn. I think uh, there are different types uh, of producers and uh, different type different types of uh, clients. For many of them, their accessibility to their data is very important. So they like to see it. Uh, the, uh, they like the the speed with the, which they can uh, access and uh, analyze their data. Just on the basic level, they need the report. We'll give them the report very fast. Uh, it will be there. For some, 
for some producers, uh, some farmers, the security is very important. They don't like uh, putting anything on the paper because it can be lost. Uh, it can be, uh, yeah, wrongly put in the uh, in the system from the paper. Everything, and also people can uh, make mistakes deliberately or not, but uh, they can they can still do with the uh, reliable digital tool uh, with the the information and is uh, put on the phone somewhere on a handheld device, and you know who is doing that works fine. It uh, eliminates a lot of mistakes, and many producers they they really value this uh, this part. They can see very fast. Okay, that's very easy to implement. And it's very easy to control, uh, and they do it. So for some, uh, for some, it's uh, this part that is important. Yeah. What about the producer that's that's worried about the the typical glitches that we see with electronics? So um, it's a conversation I've heard before as well. My barn is ran by a computer, right? My ventilation yeah. is ran by a computer. My feed system is ran by a computer. My software is ran by a computer for all of my data. And we all know sometimes our phone needs a restart or our computer doesn't want to go right. correctly. And so they're worried about having all of that essentially out of their control, where they could control a piece of paper or they can control a knob on a ventilation unit. How do you help those those producers transition into this this aspect of technology implementation? Well, uh, of course, some things uh, can happen, but uh, here I think we focus uh, too much on bad things and forget how many good things it bring. It brings, and uh, uh, among uh, those few uh, glitches in that technology, there were many, many days that everything ran smoothly, and actually, a lot of people they understand this. And see, it's only few, from my experience, that uh, have uh, that uh, have this concern about uh, what if it's broken. Uh, but then I say uh, to that, like, but what if your email is broken? It's the same thing. You have everything there in that email, and it's connected to so many services. But we accepted that email is working all the time. But it's not working all the time. Sometimes something happens even in the uh, in the, the email provider in the email box. So uh, here we've uh, again we've we're focusing and those people they're focusing on uh, on few instances where it didn't actually work. But most of the time, uh, it works. You can get a lot of it, uh, a lot of uh, uh, from it. When you think about technology, we always talk about it being a time saver or a human labor saver. Is there a number we can put on that as to how much time or, or labor that may potentially save a farm? Have you ever done any numbers to look at that? We did some calculations, but uh, I'm not familiar with them. Uh, for, but it's just my experience that uh, gives me this uh, for, uh, the power to say yes, it will save time because I remember how it's going on uh, on the farm. Like uh, uh, with that paper, I have to go with that paper. I have to go to that computer. That computer 
uh, in that room, it was uh, washed. <laughs> the floor was washed around with the uh, with high pressure. I uh, I did it, and uh, it was so dangerous uh, that something could happen actually, and uh, the information would just be lost. And I remember that data backup uh, that we had. It was not updated regularly, so that glitch could uh, potentially bring uh, some problems and extra work. And we had something not connected to washing around this uh, place and uh, switching it off, but uh, something similar. The data was lost because the technology was old. That's a that's a great point, and and I you know I've I've seen it the opposite side. I've I worked with technology before where I thought somebody was pushing the button. And you get done at the end of the day and, and the data is missing when you go to upload it into the computer. But I think, and, and I will say that that was easily seven years ago when yeah. I can remember that specific event happening. And so I think today when we look at the technology, there's a lot of, of stop points essentially where if data is not entered correctly, it's going to notify you or as you're entering in things to the system there's going to be notifications of something doesn't make sense or right, maybe a, a data switched around or something of that nature. And Yeah, yeah, it's very easy to create uh, such a system and see uh, you can easily set up uh, and we have it like the data validation point. So you, if you're entering something wrong, you get just notification. Imagine that notification can save a lot of work. It's... Uh, it seems like a small thing, but actually it's not because uh, the, uh, if we look for one year, let's say, and you have this system working for you, so someone is checked and rechecked if they enter anything wrong, uh, if anything wrongly put. And we say few animals only for one year in a uh, uh, quite uh, big or uh, medium, small, uh, sow unit. If we say only few animals because of that, we save a lot of time and uh, also a lot of money. Yeah. So that's that's also, it has to be, it's very difficult to put in the calculation. Of course, maybe someone uh, did it. Maybe it's possible to create that calculation, but uh, uh, it's very easy to un to imagine that uh, this will help. So if uh, uh, some mistakes with the wrong farrowings, weanings, uh, uh, they are eliminated. Uh, and then on the top of that, for example, medicine registration, if there we have a system in place where people are notified and they go to the same animal or they don't give medicine twice or road to, to wrong animal, then it also saves a lot of money, a lot of time. Yeah. But the story about the paper and going to the computer, and this is where to, you save uh, time, that's uh, that's real. That's what also yes. saves uh, a lot of money and a lot yes. of time. It's very real. I can remember a day very vividly where I put a, a clipboard on the top of a sow stall after about two hours of weighing sows and when I turned around, it had fallen and the pigs had eaten yeah, all of yeah, my data. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right? yeah. Something like that. <laughs> so there's always those fears, right? And those yeah. those will always happen. Um, 
You know, and I think the other piece that we really haven't addressed too much here is really about, and we talked a little bit about the the labor and the systems being able to communicate with staff on, you know, wind, south, sparrow and so forth. But one of the pieces that I think many producers are, are struggling with on the labor side is the introduction of people that are not like you and I around animals for a long period of time in our lives. They're coming in with very little animal husbandry experience, very little knowledge, and these systems kind of help them through that process, right? As you mentioned, they'll notify you if you've treated the wrong animal, or you could use it to scan the ID of the animal before you treat, and it confirms what's there, and it it makes it easier for those that maybe aren't as well-trained in some of the aspects of swine production to be effective Um teammates and and individuals within the industry right and uh, i can confirm that uh, and see uh, another aspect to, to what you just said is uh, that uh, uh, the processes the industry is becoming very complex and we have to know a lot of things so uh, anyone that works on the farm now they need to know uh, uh, something about the nutrition, water consumption of the animal, ventilation, something about the climate, uh, uh, about the health status uh, of the animal, uh, any other processes, and it's uh, it's quite quite a lot of information. And uh, before, uh, in time before any the digital technology, this uh, was distributed to. Uh, uh, among people because they were talking more among themselves and in uh, in some countries uh, where there is a, a, a large community of farmers and the industry is strong it's uh, it's still going on like that people have knowledge groups uh, they exchange information the uh, if institutions educational institutions are uh, producing very well-prepared staff, but in some countries it's not the case, and the industry is growing, for example, and they need this stuff, but people don't know that much, as in those countries with the strong tradition of pig production. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you have to be more active to uh, to introduce that knowledge. So for those digital tools, they will come handy and uh, uh, you can you can use them. But this is the case. I'm talking uh, about Denmark, for example. It's a country that uh, had uh, uh, very developed uh, pig production for many, many years. They have uh, some outstanding uh, genetics and the tradition is, is here. The, the knowledge is distributed among, among people. Uh, but in uh, any ca- other country, for example, in Asia, where uh, I also work, where uh, the industry is changing to, uh, and uh, there are more integrators, big producers. They need people. They have to educate them. And uh, uh, this is very often what they ask. How can I notify my workers if they do something or they need to do it? They are asking uh, uh, even something like, do you have artificial intelligence telling them what to do? Because uh, uh, recently someone told me that we don't have 
managers enough to uh, supervise those people. So we need uh, a, some kind of notification system so the knowledge is distributed very fast because they uh, uh, they don't know what they're doing. But the 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 farms are growing around them, and they they need more people. And uh, yeah, those people they they need to to know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good point. Well, um, our time is about done. And so what I would like to do before we jump over to those couple of questions that I ask everyone is for you to give a little summary of what you would like our audience to take away from our conversation today around technology. Um, I think uh, I would like to say that uh, they have to be uh, open-minded, uh, Come and chill about it uh, and uh, try things out and they will uh, uh, figure out and uh, they will definitely know what to do with those uh, new digital tools because we have uh, underestimated how uh, how used we are to any digital tools. We have uh, a lot of things that uh, even the person that thinks that he or she is not uh, uh, good with technologies is already using a lot of digital tools. So just try it. Uh, we have to do it. We have to uh, educate ourselves, educate the staff uh, on the farms to work with the data, to understand how the production is going. Uh, not only from the traditional point of view where people discuss and uh, uh, cooperate through talking to each other, but uh, through some other tools and means of uh, information distribution. We have to look sometimes on the graph and yeah, table and understand why this uh, why this is calculated that way. And uh, yeah, but a lot of people have fun with it. So yeah, it's just a uh, matter to try it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you for all of that. It's time for our famous three. Swinet Podcast is only possible with the support of forward-looking and innovative companies like Genesis, the first power in genetics, AB Vista, new nutritional perspectives and novel enzyme applications to drive pig production. Eastman works with you to accelerate your nutritional program innovation. Start your journey with us at Eastman.com. Adiseo is a worldwide leader in animal nutrition, providing nutritional solutions and services which fuel predictable profits. An animal nutrition technology company offering innovative products and new applications for the swine industry. The combination of AB Vista enzymes, technical services, and nutrition expertise provides the industry with new opportunities to further improve production efficiencies. Fiber is receiving renewed interest due to its influence on the microbiome, and AB Vista has brought together research experts to discuss the industry's knowledge of fiber functionality and to introduce a stimbiotic targeted to improve fiber digestion. To request access, contact NAM at abvista.com. That's N-A-M at abvista.com. And as we move forward, Don, what I would like for you to do is, is maybe answer a couple of questions that we ask all of our guest speakers. Um, the first one I'd like to ask you is, do you have a resource that you would recommend based on today's conversation? Well, it's complicated because I, I uh, live and work in, in such different countries. So in, uh, 
in Denmark is one thing, one resource, very local one. And uh, internationally, I, I uh, use this uh, site. It's a uh, yeah, very small pig 333. I read uh, that one. Yeah, very yeah. good. Well, Luke, Don, the other thing I would like to ask you is if you could uh, recommend something that's not related to pig. Is there something you're reading today that's not related to pigs that you'd recommend to our listeners? Oh, definitely. I uh, I read many different things, but uh, I like uh, history and uh, I like to travel. And uh, right now I'm reading uh, this book. Uh, it's called uh, The Dawn of Everything, A New History of Humanity. And uh, it's uh, basically about the uh, prehistorical times where people lived in big cities, but they were, they didn't have uh, what we will call like state formation. So I think it's a very fascinating story that people could coordinate, cooperate, uh, uh, and build uh, uh, very very interesting things big cities uh, without uh, any authority and how they function so that's that's very interesting and i like to travel i like to, I like to visit also big cities it's uh yeah it's interesting yeah very fascinating work for you or very fascinating reading i'm sure yeah yeah it is uh, it is interesting yeah oh yeah for sure wonderful well the last question i like to ask is really around um if you can think of someone in your life that you define as successful, what's a trait that they possess that's allowed them to be successful? Well, I uh, know quite a few people and I notice they have something in common. Uh, so they are successful, I think. And uh, what they have in common is that they are very good in uh, the, uh, networking and uh, they are very good to other people. I think uh, no matter how uh, how good and successful your company is, how good and uh, successful your product is, this part is essential. And that uh, I've seen in, uh, in many people that uh, I, uh, I consider successful. So they're like uh, people, people person. And uh, yeah, these people that uh, they remember when they met you, and what you were talking about after many, many years, that's uh, that's, a, that's a trait that I noticed in the successful people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're very, very engaged, aren't they? Yeah, they, yeah, I think engaged in other people. Yes. Even yeah. though they, uh, they do totally different things. They work with technology or um, mm -hmm. with a totally different area, not involving people. But they are uh, people, people. <laughs> yes, people's people. it makes, yeah. makes a large difference in people's lives when other people remember you. Um, like you said, years later, it, it's very impactful. Yeah. 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 Well, very good. Well, again, I do want to thank you for your time today. It's, it's been a pleasure visiting with you and talking about technology. And hopefully this gives our listeners a couple of ideas on how to approach technology, um, how to think about it, certainly different generation on um, views of technology and, and using it and incorporating it into their workplace. Uh, so again, for our listeners today, this is Bukdan Samuelento with uh, Cloud Farms. Thank you again, Bukdan. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks. <laughs>